Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you all for tuning in to this Rowdies recap uh, and match review episode. I'm joined here by Caden, and we're going to be discussing the Rowdies Wednesday night matchup on September 6th. Against, Finally got a prime time. Yeah, nice show. little prime time, you know, game uh, against Memphis. It was not at a lane. It was it was away at Auto Park, um, AutoZone Park, shit shit bowl fucking stadium. Park, horrible pitch. Um, uh, no one there. But we played against Memphis 901 FC, kind of a rival in the East. But they've been falling. But in this game, they really they, showed they determination. Dominated. I'm not gonna lie, they dominated us, bro. They like, did. Even like like we were we had those like those short bits of pace, the short bits of class. Like Connor Sparrow getting in those two deep bombs for the for the one for an assist and one that probably should have been an assist, but JJ Williams got his head on it and then Cal Jennings took it all the way and smashed it into the net. Which was, you know, right there riding high and I uh, actually turned off the game and uh went to sleep. You know what I mean? I had school the next morning. It was getting getting a little late. I thought it was all secure. I wake up in the morning. I say, uh, I see the, the, the notification on my screen from the app saying fucking Rowdy's 3-2. And I was like, no way, we scored three points. And I done And I saw we lost, bro. And Lasso sold. Lasso yeah. sold trying to clear it. And then our defense sold with that beautiful cross in that Kelly just got, got his head onto it and put it right past Sparrow. Sparrow looking like the number number one candidate for, for Golden Glove right now. And for him to go out there and have a performance like that was Well, overall, shocking. I think the main blame goes to Stuart Dobson, his third yes, game managed yes. this season. Very lackluster, way too conservative playing. He is like, a bum. He he's is playing a bum. defensive possession ball, and it's just so boring, and it's so predictable. And that's why these teams are able to score these points on us when he manages. Nicky Law, our manager for the rest of the year, had to miss this game due to personal reasons. Um, and we're on a short week here. We just played on Saturday prior, and then now we play this upcoming Saturday at Alang, so we have to come home and then play Louisville City. So this was a game we really needed to win. Um, at first, it looked really good for me because Charlie Dennis scored in the 20th minute with just a, a Charlie Dennis goal, yeah. a beautiful yeah. left footer inside the box. Um, and then Rodrigo da Costa, a guy I was talking about at the end of the uh, – a Hartford episode, we needed to look out for him because he's been taking hella shots on goal. He responded in the 28th minute. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we go into Cal Jennings, his breakaway there um, in the 52nd minute mm-hmm. he scored. Um, and then, you know, some subs here and there. Jan Ekra got a yellow. That's his second in two games. Her- Something to look out Harris for. Harris came on and yeah. went on for another lackluster appearance. And Theon then, Harris honestly, is not good, bro. No, but he was not the worst man on the pitch. The worst man on the pitch was Stuart Dobson. Yeah. He got the red card. He got red carded. He got sent off. He's a fucking bum. <laughs> He's a bum, bro. He needs to not manage a club or a team. And we conceded a penalty, which Sparrow saved. What an absolute beast of a save. And, <laughs> and Lasso goes in on the, on the, on the rebound, you know, fighting a one-on-one, and tries to clear the ball. And I don't know if it rolled off his foot wrong. Kind of a weird angle. All, all the all the angles I've seen were kind of like you can't really tell, but you can definitely tell it was his fault and it came out of his boot. But he just went straight into the back of the net. Like he had a, again, he didn't have a bad game. Like even in the first half, he was making good clearances, good one v one stops. You know, being the captain, uh, being the captain of that back line. Even though Guillen is 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 the captain, it just kind of feels like he's just the 
the, the, the roots that kind of, kind of ties the tree together, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, overall, like you said, Memphis 9-1, they, they came with aggression, intensity. They showed their offensive capabilities. They're not out of this thing yet. We clinched our playoff spot, so obviously we can lose every game of the season, but we don't want to do that. We want to put out some good performances and get in rhythm for playoffs because I, I, I we, we might see these guys in the playoffs. We might see Memphis 901 FC in the playoffs. We may. Uh, we excuse the storm. It's rumbling out there in, uh, in the good old 941. Oh, we got a Cat 5. Oh, wow. We have a potential Possibly. Cat 5 hurricane inbound as well. So uh, that's that's pretty insane. Um, but it, it kind of was a Cat 5 hurricane on this pitch. It looked terrible. Yeah, it did. It was a baseball stadium. And it just, it, dude, like, and let's talk about another thing real quick. The overall production value of USL Championship League, it's fucking terrible. Like it's, it is. It is very bad. It is horrible. No, like it's. It, how is this ranked top thirty leagues in the world? How is that a prime time game? I, like, <laughs> dude, let me just say this: If you were watching the game somehow, somewhere, especially if you're out there in St. Pete or Tampa, shout out to all you guys. Shout out to all the Rowdies fans. But if you were watching this game, uh, at least on your local network or broadcast, kept cutting in and out. The, the audio was terrible. The pixelation fucked up every time someone moved on screen. It was awful. It was. It was. I don't know if I was like that for everyone, but Caden, you said on X and AKA Twitter, uh, people were complaining. So it was like every, that for yeah, everyone. Legitimately, every single person. So it was. It was for everyone. So imagine you're a first time watcher of this league and you watch that. You're never watching it again. I was. And that's what I was. Ever. I, we were watching the game. I was like, bro, if this is my first time watching this game. You know what I'm doing? Uh, not watching the next one. Yeah, I'm never 100%. turning on USL Championship League again if 100%. that was my first time. But luckily, I've experienced the in-person games, the atmosphere. I know what these teams are about. But, like, genuinely, it was awful. It yeah. was horrendous. And the commentating for them, like, it feels like the only good commentators that I've seen this season, and oh, we've watched us. every fucking Rowdies game this year, was not only us, but Pittsburgh. Those yeah. are the only two, and maybe Sacramento, but those are the only couple clubs that actually seem to give a fuck, and then the rest are just. San Diego Loyal was kind of nice. Yeah, no, the, they were okay, but they weren't popping off like Sacramento or even Louisville and even Birmingham. Like they're they're pretty solid production wise. They have a good stadium, a good pitch, yeah. but like I just hate seeing this the terrible pitches in this league. I hate seeing the terrible production value in broadcasting. And I fucking hate some of these announcers. Like, yeah. they're awful. They're always, they're always the most monotone people. Hey, ever. John, looks like they just got another shot on goal. Looks oh, like that's yeah. his 15th of the season. It's like, you're so robot. Like, they're mm. all robots, bro. Yeah. And it's like, they don't care. And it just doesn't seem like the league is trying to make any significant changes. Because this is clearly why the league is where it is in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's probably more fans of USL Championship League in other countries than America. No, I don't know. I wouldn't say so. Bro, like, uh, after no seeing way. the fan bases, like, there's in no UK, way. bro, I'm just saying no straight way. up, like, there's only, like, three clubs, no. four clubs where they pack the house in this league. There's no way. I, I'm just straight up saying I feel like there's more attention elsewhere because soccer isn't as big in this in this country. But, like, they treat this league like it's garbage, bro. The refs suck. The v, There's no VAR. Probably shouldn't be, but at least have some fucking, like, Check the calls that these guys are making. Yeah. Let's get some like reviews. System. I want a like, review system. That's all I'm asking for is a review system. Some honestly, it is it, not even a review system. Just get better referees. That, that's that, that's where it starts. Get better referees because you know they don't need a review system if they have better referees. That, that's the cheapest way to to improve everything. You don't need to buy any fancy equipment. 
All you need to do is give a shit about the people you're hiring. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that easy. It's that easy. And they obviously don't care. They obviously don't give a shit. They're hiring just some random guy off the street who watched the Arsenal game. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> some random ass dudes who look like they're not athletic. I remember our first, I think one of our first Rowdy's games we ever went to, the guys who actually, he actually got in the way of a pass. A crucial pass for us. Into the box. Yeah. A crucial pass. And the, the referee was just standing there. Let the ball hit him. And we were like, yo, give the ref the red card, bro. He's well, really playing I mean, against us. If you ever had an Outland game for the Rowdies, you probably hear us yelling at these refs for sure. They're awful. And they're never in our calls. favor, bro. No. They're, they're never in our favor, which is the weirdest shit. Like, they just want us to lose. I did want to briefly talk about the standings real quick. After this loss, Tampa Bay is still ranked number two in the East, which is good. But something that is concerning is Memphis was ranked eight going into that game. Mm. They've This was their first win in their last four matches. So it's a little concerning that they jumped up that far. They're, I mean, we already clinched. Uh, Pittsburgh and us clinched for mm. the East. But I'm getting a little worried about, you know, I don't want Memphis to get hot. I don't want Louisville to get hot. And Louisville's yeah. ranked four, and I guess we can go ahead and talk about Louisville for a second here, Caden. But what are your thoughts going into this next game? Do you think the Rowdies can, you know, kind of revitalize what they lost on Wednesday? I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, Louisville is an explosive team. They really are. But I do truly believe that the reason we lost this game is because Nicky Law was not there. I agree. You know what I mean? He's out there. The players rally behind him every single game. And, you know, like I was talking about, the roots. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are the fundamental parts of our team. And without them, we, we see who we are. We're 3-2. Yeah. We're 3-2 with a red card to our assistant coach. Like, what? Like, he's... I don't know how he got redded, but... Get him out of there, bro. Let's go into Louisville here. They're 12-8-7 on the season. They're 7-5-2 at home. They're 5-3-5 and away. They're on a win streak of two. Out of their last five, they're 2-1-2. and Literally the identical situation as Memphis going into this game. They were 2-1-2 going into the yeah. game against us. We cannot let up points to these guys. We really cannot. We have to break their win streak, obviously. That's goal number one. But we cannot. I want a clean sheet. Like, we need a clean sheet against these guys. And I guess we can go into some of their team stats and just see who we need to be a little bit worried about going into this matchup. Um, games played 27. They've won. Yeah, we talked about their uh, record already. They've won 12, drawn 7, and lost 8. Uh, their position is four in the conference. Uh, 63% tackle rate. That's pretty good. Uh, 48% of their duels are won. Aerial duels, almost 50% are won. Goals conceded, 31. That's 1.1 per game. Uh, 11 clean sheets. Ooh, so that nice. is pretty good. That's Six pretty penalties nice. conceded. So that's something we're huh. going to look for, for Charlie Dennis to yeah. do. Um, and then almost 80% of their passes are successful. Over 10,000 total passes, over 8,000 successful passes, 395.9 passes per 90 minutes, so per game, essentially. Uh, Long pass success rate is below 45%, which is something to look forward to there because we have the speed to create those breakaway and set-piece chances, so that's something I want to look out out for this this match here. I want to see that that counterattack on full display. I feel like that's where we work. Best in. That's our bread and butter. That was our bread and butter under Neil Collins. You saw that for years and years to come, and then he, you know, he left us unfortunately. 
But I feel like we found a guy who can replicate that offensive prowess. But that, our counterattack is still so good because our players have that drilled into their mind. You know what I mean? I agree. And we, we've seen that on last game. Both of our goals are on counterattack. Yeah. I just I, I love that style of play. And it looks like Louisville City FC mainly passes the ball forward. Um, they pass up. They like the right side. So we'll have to definitely you know keep an eye on their aggression as well. They do. They they have they've had eighty successful crosses this year, forty nine percent average possession, three hundred thirty three total open play uh, crosses. So that's pretty cool. So they're not bad on the attacking side of things. Um, total shots two two hundred fifty two shots on target one hundred. Okay, so their accuracy is below fifty percent. Goals scored thirty one. Nine left foot goals, fifteen right foot goals, six think, headed goals. We have what like uh, and one other goal. Two penalties scored, 29 goals inside the box, two goals outside the box. So we got to make sure that our defense keeps them locked down mm-hmm. um, for sure because it seems like they're one of those teams where they need to kind of utilize you know, a they're lot of passing. And yeah, no, they're, they're, they're pretty disciplined. They're, well. They only have one red card yeah. on, the, on the year, uh, but definitely a well-coached team. And honestly, I'm looking for these get-backs because they're the team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. And that and that um, that horrible extra. I think it was like twenty, one twenty plus five penalty, bro. Yeah. Like and, and it was Philip Brino. He already saved a penalty in, in the pri- a game prior. Goes up to the spot, and Louisville just sinks it. And goes to the final against San Antonio, and does does nothing. San Antonio just rolls right over him. Steamrolls him. Guys, we do need to look out for going into this match. In my opinion, looks like Cameron Lancaster. Uh, is one of their scorers. It looks like he has... Um, Lead goal scorers? Yeah. Uh, f- five goals and four off the right foot there. That but is, if he, five goals is the leading goal scorer? Well, it looks like he's one of them because he's taken 41 shots on goal, only 16 on target on the year. Um, let's look for another guy. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez Asansi. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. 23 shots, nine on target, two goals. That's um, nothing, bro. You guys are bumped. Okay. Okay, so it looks like... Will uh, Wilson Harris, twenty nine shots, fourteen on target, five goals. Yeah, they're not really. They some bums yeah, they don't really team, score bro. that much. So maybe on offense there is a weakness there that we can exploit. Um, Be coming after these boys. Defense though, I, w- I always check this defensive page here now. So it looks like Joshua Winder might do something there. Uh, Kyle Ooh, Adams, yeah, he looks Winder? good. Your Winder just got signed to a. a um... A uh, foreign team in, in Europe. Oh, okay. He's a sign. The transfer window is closed right now. Kyle Adams. Uh, but he it, Winder is someone to look out for definitely in the future. He's a young boy too, so he is. Yeah, he's 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 a dangerous part of this team. But we we faced a a, a, a prodigy in this league earlier in this earlier on in the season, and we shut him down. And he and that's another guy that got that signed to a European team. I forget his name. But he also got signed to a European team, and Lasso shut him down pretty well. So Manny Perez and Sean Toch, some other defenders that have had some pretty good seasons with clearances and blocks. Um, Interceptions-wise, looks like Amado Dia, 35, 29 tackles, 18 of them won. 181 duels, 111 um, of them one that's pretty good. That is pretty good. So we got to definitely make sure that we're you know being accurate and genuinely successful with the ball when it comes with our you know kind of overall. We got to start 
Cal Jennings. That's what's going to happen. We have to start Cal. We have to start JJ. We have to start Dennis. We have to push Doherty and Antley up into attacking positions. We do not need to start Dayon Harris. We can no. potentially rely on LaCava, even though he's had a very I rough say, couple games. Uh, hopefully, you know, I do like, I still still believe in LaCava at left wing. And I, I, I do like, um, I, I, I do love Charlie Dennis at Cam. And mid-episode, I was kind of thinking about it. I was watching some Milan highlights before. And he kind of reminds me, his play style kind of reminds me of a loftus cheek. And he's a new transfer to Milan out of, out of Chelsea. Kind of the same, not as big as him, but he makes those shots, make those makes those runs. If you know, for those who haven't watched Charlie Dennis or don't really know, go look up some some um, definitely some cheek highlights. Definitely watch both of their highlights and mm. honestly see for yourself. But yeah. Charlie Dennis is one of the players of the team that I, I've grown to really appreciate just because of what he's able to do when he takes the shot. Yeah, you know, uh, he Beautiful may not, shot. and he actually showcased touch yeah, with did. his goal. He did, um, and, and Sparrow reminding me of uh, Allison Becker back when he back in that uh, that assist against Manchester City to uh, Robert Sala last season. That was an absolute beautiful, beautiful. Uh, he, he just smashed it from the goal. Yeah, and solid ran ran under it just like Connor Sparrow smashed it to to Charlie Dennis. Ran right under it, had the touch, dribbled past the defender, got in, got got some space, took the shot. Beautiful stuff. It was, it was beautiful. Stuff. And when this team's able to do that, we we would be we love to see it because we know this team is capable of doing it. Mm. But going into this Louisville City FC match, Caden, and we'll definitely have another episode regarding the match review and recap out probably this weekend out there. Um, but what do you think the score is going to be, and who's scoring the goals? I do think we're going to concede two goals. Sadly. I don't know who's gonna score them, so I don't really you know know them that well. But yeah, you know, I I think we can bounce back. I think we got this. I think we score three, bro. I'm saying this is a high scoring shots fired match. We just lost three two. I think we come back with a vengeance. We're gonna need to score these goals. Yeah, must need to score goals. You know what yeah, I mean? we need must to score need goals. We're gonna turn on the heat all the time. Nikki Law is gonna be back. We're gonna be playing that possession ball. Hopefully, Nikki Law is gonna be back. Yeah, hopefully because that. I gotta remember this isn't a full week. This is only like three, <laughs> three, days. three days, so he might still be dealing with whatever he's dealing with. But you know, God willing, he's back and ready to go take on these tyrants of this conference. And you know, we we got not that not that many weeks left. You know, what I mean, we we gotta push through and make it to the playoffs and you know, say our high because I want to have some home playoff games. I want to have some home playoff games. Oh, the yeah. only way, best way to have home playoff games. Is the place higher? Because the higher you place, that's where they determine where the home, where the home game. And we out. can't fall any slots. I mean, we still are, you know, mm-hmm. have a decent little gap between exactly. us and three, but we can't. We already clinched playoffs, but uh, I would like to. I would like to have some home games. You know what I mean? So. I would love that. I personally think we're gonna win, probably one nil. Mm. I think it'll be kind of a slow pace, like passing kind of match. But I think Charlie Dennis will get the assist from Jake Otterman. Mm. Uh, I think it'll be a nice, nice, nice touch. Kind of one touch in there, but who knows? With Charlie Dennis, it could be a you know a free kick or a PK. Um, mm. But I, I think this team will win. They're at Alang. The energy will be there. Um, people are going to want to obviously get out and just kind of vibe. So I think a good amount of people will show up. Hopefully. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the Rowdies can win and kind of redeem themselves in a one-nil kind of clean mm. sheet kind of match. But 
Um, if you guys do enjoy Rowdy's coverage, make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads, uh, as well as YouTube at Tea Time Reports. All the support and you know all that kind of stuff is greatly appreciated. Uh, it, it definitely helps the channel and obviously the podcast grow and reach more people. So uh, we we really appreciate everyone that's been tuning in since day one, and obviously all of our new listeners out there. We greatly appreciate you and hope that, you know, you find some enjoyment in listening to this this podcast and all the sports, music, and film talk, as well as our news series. I mean, there's so much going on and so much for anyone to enjoy. Um, just definitely uh, just know that you are appreciated for sh- supporting something that's in the process of growing, you know? Mm. But uh, hey, if, if, if you're listening to this right now and you got to this point, you're goaded. You're goaded, yeah, yeah. indeed. But, uh, Caden, thank you for hopping on this Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap review of the Tampa Bay Rowdies match versus the Memphis 901 FC club. We need to come back and bounce back against Louisville City FC. So if you're definitely in the St. Pete and Tampa area, make sure you are going down to those Rowdies games. Show these guys some love and support. It's the oldest Tampa Bay professional sports club in Tampa Bay history. So you gotta, you got to love that. So, uh, again, thank you for tuning into this episode. Take care, everyone. Me and Caden just dabbed up. <laughs>